0: Welcome to pound that button, a PlayStation podcast hosted by people who play PlayStation. I'm Alexi Alex, and as always, I'm joined by the Funky Bunch, Alex and Alex, when I'm <laughs> ridiculous. It's hey. Hunter and CJ.
1: <laughs> what's up? What's up? I'm another Alex. week. Another week, another episode, boys.
0: Yeah, and this this time we're the funky bunch. Yeah, we're almost
1: ten episodes deep, which means we're like almost official, like big boys.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, another uh, one and then the one after that is our big double digit entry yeah man we
1: it will be like a legitimate show
0: i know mini series man i mean <laughs> i don't know how legitimate our legitimacy is but yeah
1: hey man at least we correct our mistakes if we are
0: wrong so speaking That's of true. Corrections. speaking of which it's not really a correction I put it in the corrections from last week's section because we can because it is kind of relevant to last week, it, but it's more of an honorable mention than a correction. We we're talking about Bluepoint games last week, and we were like scrambling on what they do. You guys were like, that's a brewery. we don't they don't even make video games. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, mean... I, I said the, I said the thing that they I'm were big wrong. on was um. The shadow of the colossus remake and that is a big thing but the big thing that they're doing which i totally missed is the demon souls remake for mm, ps5 so that was, that was the big thing i knew their name from and i just wanted to okay. give them their credit yeah, i'm really I know good there at-
1: is a blue point okay. brewery here and when you said yeah. that i was yeah. like they don't make video games they make no. crap- draft beer
0: and, and you guys were like confusing the shit out of me because i'm sitting here like is this like something that i made up in my head <laughs> is this not our real video game developing company that exists I mean like, anything can be there? a role <laughs> of the video game company, so Hey man, they're out there. Yeah. So uh we're gonna talk about the games releasing this week. Uh on Friday, October 9th, FIFA twenty one, it's uh, another soccer game. Yeah, dude. If you've played yeah. the other
1: ones, you've played this one, but this time updated roster.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was a huge advertisement scandal for this game where they were literally advertising their in-game gambling, their loot boxes, and their pachinko machines in FIFA in, like, a kid's magazine. That's awesome. I think think it was a Smith's catalog or something. So it was, like, a children's toy catalog. They were showing all this stuff off. Was the
1: tagline, like, steal your mom's credit card?
0: (laughs) No, they were just, like, advertising their game. Like, it was all, like, this is normal stuff to put in a game now. And I mean, not wrong. after after they got the back, well, they are wrong, because after they got the backlash, they decided to remove the advertisements, so clearly they know that it's, like, a shitty thing to be advertising. Well, dude, you're not towards... supposed
1: to advertise gambling to children, but yeah, advertising exactly. stuff in their game, it's, it's not like, bad, so... it just came off as, like, a, really? Gambling? No,
0: it, it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty bad. Who pretty else good. but EA? Yeah. bad takes, Hunter. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so no other huge
1: games coming out next week and if they are huge and we missed them, we will talk about them on the show.
0: I mean, I'm going to keep it real with anyone who actually listens to this show and knows how we're talking about these games by now. Uh there is nothing interesting coming out for the rest of this month for yeah. me anyway. Basically don't know until the PS5 guys. comes out. <laughs> yeah, next month, it's like the floodgates open. You get Valhalla, you know, you get Demon Souls remake. You get, uh what Miles. is it? Yeah, you get Miles Morales. Fucking all kinds of stuff to play. Minecraft only- and Fortnite on PS5.
1: What? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll play that. It's like Steve Square. It's like, wow. Dude, I already have Minecraft on PS4. I'll play PS5 upgraded Minecraft.
1: I think that's supposed to come out on launch day. If not, it'll be in the corrections next week.
0: <laughs> hey, man, let's, let's not even have to put it in the corrections. Let's just say it right now. We don't know. <laughs> well, we go. We our bases. Let's just know. start
2: making the corrections list this week for next week. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: We'll start writing it up, and then we'll just talk about it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's hop into the news. Uh, CJ, you want to jump into this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh first bit of news, uh Spider-Man's face got a got
2: a little bit hit by Tom Holland there. First bit of <laughs> so, news, uh,
1: Spider-Man's face.
2: <laughs> yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh Sp- the Spider-Man Remaster that's coming out for PS5, it's uh they released a trailer for it and they revealed that they edited Peter Parker's original face from the PS4 game mm. and it looks a lot more like is if they took a walmart tom holland toy and just stuck it on the head of peter parker in the game yeah. and and i mean it doesn't
1: look bad but
2: it's it's like why
1: they it's said like, they wanted to make it look more like Gary Lowenthal? and i'm like you didn't though yeah, yeah and,
0: the, the original model was voice that was um modeled Jake after something. a guy named john bubniak john. yeah, yeah. And they replaced him with a kid named Ben Jordan. And if you actually look at a picture of Ben Jordan, he doesn't look anything like what this Peter Parker model looks like. It's because they
1: fused (laughs) Ben Jordan, Yuri Lowenthal, and Tom Holland into one pasty love child, and that's what we got.
0: I mean, their whole thing is like, we really just wanted somebody who looks like uh, Yuri Lowenthal to better match his performance. It's like, I would buy that if you actually made him look like Ben Jordan. It's like this this shit actually looks like a version of Tom Holland or more so than hear me it looks out. Like this other guy.
1: Make it look like fucking Yuri Lowenthal.
0: <laughs> if you yeah. want
1: someone to and, look more like Gary Lowenthal, I mean, get the guy. I mean, I guess.
0: <laughs> and it's just done that too.
2: And it's super weird too, just because of the fact that this is happening with the remaster of the game coming out for PS. Like, if this had happened, like you know, where they showed off trailers with Spider-Man and then, like, before the game releases, they were like, "Oh yeah, we changed his face a bit from what you saw earlier." But the game's been out for like over, a, like you know, it's been a out while for two
0: now. Years. It's get two, two years. Yeah, two years
2: now, and now they're deciding to be like, "Oh, we're we're gonna change it now." Actually, like they probably it saw just...
1: that it looks ugly in the new graphics, and they're like, "We gotta change it."
0: it just seems
2: like a like a really weird decision
0: to me it is a really weird decision i mean we were talking with larry about it and i was saying like they have to change it in the ps4 version now too it's like you can't have the same game one on ps4 and one on ps5 and it's a different guy nah dude it's the toby mcguire andrew garfield thing man (laughs) oh you're telling me it's like a spider-verse type deal that the two Spider-Man are going to meet up in the next game? Well,
1: the uh, in the comic books, they have video game Spider-Man show up, and they also have the cop version of video game Spider-Man show up, because it's funny. I think they'll have the original version of Spider-Man show up from the video game, and then the new version in the comics, because the comics are able to poke more fun at itself. And that'll um, be funny. The next Spider-Verse event, which is probably like next year.
0: I mean if this is being set up to be like a Spider-Verse event, this is a really strange way of announcing that you're going to do it, but I think more realistically they're not going to go back to the original guy at all. I mean they already put all this money and effort and work into making the newer version of the guy and the game's coming out next month, you know, it's like Basically, they would yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they would have to go back and like just retouch up all of the old graphics again. And get the guy to come in and do, mo- and he'd probably be like, I don't even want to be in your game anymore. You guys replaced me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, just get Yuri Lowenthal. Yuri Lowenthal looks like Spider-Man, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, they we want to get, get a guy him, who uh, looks
1: more like Yuri Lowenthal, but not Yuri Lowenthal.
0: Why? could he cost taken more his, money. Uh, current face cap and like use facial imaging software and pictures of him when he was younger to make it look the way they needed. Yeah, because we know Yuri Lowenthal guess... was in the motion capture. I guess if they didn't really want it to look like Yuri Lowenthal, then it is what it is. I guess you know? he's
1: more recognizable yeah. than the other two guys.
0: They're, they're going for this newer version of the character. They didn't want to associate him. Clearly, they didn't want to associate him too closely to the voice actor. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at a picture of Yuri Lowenthal right now, and I also have a picture of the uh, new Spider Man up, and they don't really look very similar at all. Oh, no. They don't look similar <laughs> But I. I guess I, I really need to see more than just a minute of footage. I I wish that they had taken a different moment, scene? or take take any of the cutscenes where he's walking around the feast center with uh, Aunt May, or where he's on a having... date with Mary Jane. Yeah, and they're having, like, interactions <laughs> that are longer than a minute. It's like they picked one of the worst cutscenes. They're like, we're going to focus most of it on Otto. Look how smooth Otto is looking. It's like, uh, great. You guys changed Peter's character <laughs> It's model. like, great. What about the <laughs> face? Yeah, Dude, they, it's, it's the not, the not even like they were, were... it. And we're not even looking at his face for half the fucking trailer. It's what not, are not you even doing? like
1: the trailer said new Spider-Man uh, mocap. It just said Spider-Man remaster Trailer. And everybody saw it and was like, who is this guy? Is this supposed yeah. to be like someone else? Yeah. <laughs>
3: <It's>
1: happening. <laughs> when I saw Peter that, I was like, "Is that Peter, or are they introducing a new character into the game to add like an extra side quest? Peter like who, who, other, who also works with Otto? And then when you hear like, Yuri Lowenthal's voice, I was like, "Uh oh, that's Pete."
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very strange change to just m- announce in a one-minute cutscene trailer to show yeah. off your new, en- your new uh, you engine graphic. You know they fucked
1: up because they had to yeah. release a fucking statement, like, an hour later, like, Hey, guys, we're sorry that we surprised you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Their Twitter was a mess. Were, it was just people... Uh, Telling them to go back to the original face and asking <laughs> them why they did it, and they yeah. just kept telling people to read the blog. <laughs> <laughs> that exactly. was their response. They're like, read the blog. We explained our reasoning in the blog. And the reasoning it's is like, that doesn't make anything better. It's like all these people that are asking you these questions, they read the blog. Now they're just trying to get, like, expanded answers from the developers you know i want a legit answer you guys you guys have this new guy who you did facial capture for and for some reason he looks like a mix of just a random white kid and tom holland more than he looks like the new guy (laughs) that got face captured for so it's really kind of hard to say that they did it for any reason than to be more on brand with the mcu movies it almost feels like the uh avengers game now remember how we all had to get used to the in-game avengers because we were like they're knockoffs of the movie version yeah. and why did everyone like spider-man on the ps4 because he looked like his own character he was, he's just another peter parker now he looks very closely associated to tom holland yeah. and he's almost like one of those off-brand movie universe characters now yeah yeah hey man it's really weird i'm not opposed
1: i think he looks fine after my initial shock i, I was over it but like man I hope I, they have a costume that is Spider-Man without the mask on, and it's the
0: OG face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm perfectly fine with the change now. It It is what it is, in my opinion. The game is fine the way it is, and for 90% of the game, he's wearing a mask anyway. Yeah, exactly. He so, barely
1: takes the fucking mask off. And, so and when is I'm, I'm
0: really looking forward to seeing the new facial performance, especially in those end moments. Spoilers for anyone who oh hasn't my played God. it. No, don't but spoil it. Like, it! Don't spoil okay, it! Okay, fine. But, oh, man. That's the only game we will not spoil when he's actually, <laughs> When he's actually being emotional, though. When oh, he's I being cannot very wait for that. I'm going crazy So it's again. going to be interesting to see how that performance translates to that face. Yeah, I think yeah. going be good. Because
1: that's honestly the kicker for me. Because like, there's not really a lot of emotional moments. Like, too many emotional moments in that game until, like, the last, like, four or five missions. So if that face, like, bugs out when he's, like, getting emotional, I'll be pissed. Because it ruins yeah. the
0: scene. Mm-hmm. Important moments. And it was already really good, so I'm curious. To I also see hope they don't make Spider Man smaller. Like they shrink him a tiny bit. <laughs> no, he's like the same size. I he's the same the, size as like, the manlet face? <laughs> I watched the comparisons. He has like um, a completely different hairstyle, so it's kind oh, of throwing yeah. everybody off.
1: Mm. It's
0: going to be weird. Mm. I, like, yeah. I wish they
1: kept him in the same skin tone, though. He looks so pasty.
0: I think that also just the lighting in the lab because it's a dark room and they have bright white fluorescent lighting. I'm sure it'll look much better when he's sitting in the restaurant with MJ or in the uh, apartment or whatever. Yeah, let's hope. I'm looking forward to seeing this character model much more than other people who are just saying, bring the other one back. I'm like, no, if they've changed it, let's see why they changed it. Give them the benefit of the doubt. It's like they went through all the effort of making the game with this new model. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah.
1: All yeah. Right. So, that's our Spider-Man hot take. Yeah, hot take <laughs> on
0: Spider-Man's face. Not so hot take.
1: <laughs> yeah, mild take. Yeah. <laughs> CJ, sure. we'll let you continue on with the news because you have thoughts. Uh, yeah. So, uh, in
2: other related news, we have a uh, new, new Smash. Other related character. what the fuck news? Yeah, in <laughs> other related what the fuck news? Uh, we got a new Smash character. And for the sake of uh, funsies, I'm gonna read off what I was writing before they they got revealed. Uh, pre-reveal, probably someone stupid. Post-reveal, we are in the in the fucking worst timeline. Steve got in. Fuck, fuck, fuck. So, uh, yeah, Steve from Minecraft is now in Smash Brothers. I love and, how you uh, say
1: this could have been real PlayStation news if. That one character was put in? Bitch, Crash. That's real PlayStation news. Get the fuck off you with your <laughs> Disney-ass bullshit.
0: Crash Bandicoot. I'm the, I'm the <laughs> one who wrote that. You're a bitch. <laughs> I wrote that. Dude, Crash is on Xbox. It doesn't count anymore. So is, so is King of Hearts. Yeah, but so No, no, 1, Sora. no. And Same he, like, argument. Lived you on lose. And the PS2 for so long. And the Game Boy. So is
1: crash but, um...
0: But,
2: yeah.
1: got <laughs> <laughs> it he got added in
2: uh i have conflicting feelings because i understand why he got in you know he is he is very popular with the the children's and you know they probably got a nintendo probably got a lot of money from microsoft to put him in
0: but I, uh, I am in the camp of like if you're, if, common yeah. man. Nintendo yeah. is getting ready to get bought out by Microsoft.
2: <laughs>
1: if
0: you're happy he got in, good for you. I uh, am. I'm not
2: mad. I'm just disappointed.
1: Yeah, you're like my mom. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: it's just I feel. I feel like a parent that just watched their child say, "I crashed the car and had fun." Like <laughs> it's like I'm not mad. Just <sighs> disappointed. Mm-hmm.
1: I get it, because, like, everyone was, like, speculating on who it was going to be, and everyone was thinking Crash Bandicoot, or fucking Sora, or Rii, not Rii, Rii was already in the game, Travis Touchdown, go, go. like, go, no, so, <laughs> Shrek, so, dude, it is the year of Shrek right now, he is, like, off. no, no, Alex Schwarzenegger, he's going to be in the game, um, yep. so, like, I saw the present, the gameplay presentation today, and, uh, uh, on the day of recording the third it looks he looks funny because they didn't adapt his the art style in any way like every other character they like changed up a little bit even game watch they changed his art style a tiny bit to match like the current renders of the smash characters steve looks like they just took him out of minecraft and put him in the game like his model isn't changed he still moves like a fucking robot like he doesn't like you can't bend his arms so
0: that's why you Can't can't mess with
1: perfection you well, yes. you
0: just can't, because all the people who play Minecraft and are excited for this, they'd be pissed oh, if yeah. anything was changed on any of these characters. I mean, the Enderman skin is obviously a little bit goofy, because yeah. he's like shrunken down to look yeah. like a person. Yo, yeah, it's funny. You guys That's see... the funniest
1: skin. <laughs> did you guys see Kirby? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he Probably just turns, turns into a block. He square. Yeah. They should add that as an alternative Kirk. skin, always. It's a cursed image It's awesome. I love it. weird. <laughs> When he gets sucked up, I was like, yo. <laughs> you know, but Steve actually looks like a fun character. He looks funny, period, with his designs and his motions. When he falls asleep, he actually gets a bed. That's pretty funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So I like, I, I like when his, he, uh, he doesn't I like have any fall script. animations. Oh, he eats the fucking steak? No, he it builds a builds house. house. Oh, oh yeah. Out of it, and I he, like, fucking, like, waves at you. <laughs> I like when he teabags... <laughs> I mean, I play <laughs> Minecraft, but I, I don't really play Smash that much. I do like Minecraft, so I think I think this is a cool uh, addition it's to the game. It's definitely a cool piece of And it makes a history. lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Minecraft is something with the Renaissance, man. Like, it happens.
0: It's I mean, the most. We played it in high school. That's when we got into it. Yeah. yeah. Now we're old. It's like seven years later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still play Minecraft. I don't care. I play with my girlfriend.
1: Every once in a while, I jump on, but not as often as I yeah. used to.
2: It's nice to come back to after a couple of months off. Yeah, it's just
1: nice to chill out, and
3: play. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like I have other games to do that with now. Like Fall yeah, Guys. Yeah, no, right,
0: right now I E-backs, got other stuff Fortnite. to do
1: that with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking but of yeah. video games to chill out with, Call of Duty, Cold War Zombies. Don't know how you can chill out with that game. I just wanted to set a segue. I
2: didn't mean,
3: <laughs> it was oh,
1: kind of a, kind of a bad one. Kind of I around. know.
2: But, uh, so yeah, Call of Duty Cold War Zombies got a uh, trailer showcasing like gameplay and like what the story is going to be about. And it seems like that they're doing a not necessarily like a reboot, but they're not—they're abandoning whatever storyline they had going from Black Ops Four or whatever, and starting a completely yeah, new story. Storyline was
1: bad. That's why.
0: Well, exactly.
2: That's why. That's why like, I'm saying it like a
0: bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about Call of Duty, and I didn't watch this. Yeah, i didn't Alex, watch it feel, either, feel but... free to turn off uh
2: headphones for like five minutes <laughs> uh, but but yeah so uh they got a new trailer they showcased game like the gameplay and like talked about some of the things where like they've said that progression now like instead of it being like where multiplayer and zombies are going to be like separate progression levels you're going it's going to be accessible throughout all the modes so if you earn like an ak-47 in multiplayer you can use it in zombies and now they've also said that you can actually go in with like a specific loadout meaning that you won't be starting off with like a basic pistol or like like you know the normal stuff that you start zombies off with which means you can go like go in with like the commando and like uh a shotgun or something like that if you if you unlocked it and want to
1: that'll be so much better right
2: but yeah, they they announced that they uh, they're bringing back classic perks like quick revive, juggernaut, deadshot, daquiri, all those all the fun ones. Cool. Uh, and, and apparently, you can use score streaks in zombies now. Oh they,
1: sweet! We're dropping they, fucking nukes, bro. <laughs> call
2: in, it was just calling an attack helicopter at one point and then just like plowing through, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like, and it looks it looks fun. Like, yeah. it's a change, and I'm a little bit worried about that, but beside, but I'm excited to see what they do with it, because it looks like that they're doing all the right things with this.
1: Zombies. I mean, CJ, me and you played the World War Two um, Zombies um, yeah. when that game was free on PlayStation Plus, and that Zombies game was a little bit different than normal. It had the <laughs> same, like, start with the pistol, buy stuff, but it had, like, actual story content you could do, like building the Tesla gun and actual mission objectives rather than, like the objectives where it's like just figure out all the things by yourself like with um transit and stuff
2: yeah and i'm not saying that like the change is bad like you know i'm not saying that like they shouldn't change anything And it should just be the original one yeah, but yeah it'll, it always comes down to like seeing what they actually do with it because a lot of the changes that they're making seem to be pretty good and some of them could be uh poopy they come later down the line so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out
1: yeah
0: yeah. Cool. Alex, right. are you alive? I didn't write. I didn't write this either. Yeah, oh. I'm alive. I've been, I've been oh. here this whole time. I, <laughs> I think this is a big happening. <laughs> I didn't actually get up and walk away. No, I
1: didn't think you did, but like I wanted to make sure <laughs> you were still listening. <laughs>
0: well, not. Still I was playing on my phone while you guys fucking talked about Call of Duty. Yeah. So I mean, all right, CJ, you're kids. the
1: news guy this week. I didn't know you did
0: this one.
2: Yeah, I did all. The- I said
1: I wrote everything on this list. Hunter's a bad listener. I was, I was like,
2: oh man, I gotta really add something into this uh, outline besides just changing the intro to be like random names every time because that's all like. <laughs> uh, so final piece of news: uh, CG, CD Project Red made their staff crunch for Cyberpunk after they said they weren't going to. Mm-hmm. It was a mandatory six days a week crunch, and higher ups promised that they wouldn't do this. So it's a bit shocking to find out that they uh, that they did end up doing it.
0: Yeah, the higher-ups said that everyone would be well-compensated for their work and most of the staff understood the need for the crunch. It's like, you want to believe them because they put out good games before and they're one of the best devs out there, but, I mean, the fact that they took the time to delay the game and they still have crunch, it means they're making something that they're really proud of. I definitely think it's unfair that devs keep normalizing this kind of stuff so close to release on AAA titles, because it's really easy for the higher ups to say, yeah, our team understands why we have to crunch and take away some of their days that they would be off during the week. It's like, yeah, it's really easy to say that because you guys are going to be making a lot of the money, but it's not the same for each individual, you know, staff member and employee, you know, everyone's got different shit going on and not everybody can do or handle that kind of crunch all the time. So I think it's kind of messed up that things like this happen. I mean, it even happened with a, red dead redemption 2 they had to crunch towards the yeah. end because they were like oh man we gotta push our game out by our deadline it's like we're understanding that these are people making these games if you need to push it back like another month just do that yeah, right i'm not opposed to another I- i'm not opposed to them
1: delaying this game because i know once i start playing it i'm gonna get sucked in and i'd rather not get sucked into a game right now i'd rather do what i'm doing now and like slowly play stuff
0: <laughs> I'm like, when does this game come out? It comes out, like, the I think same so. day. November? Or, oh, let's see here. Yeah, it, it some, comes, out comes out sometime this. in November. It's just, uh, I want to know the day. I want to know when it come out. It come out on... November 9th. 2020. November. Okay, so, it'll be out a few days after the PS5 launches then. Yeah. Yeah. Like a week P- are you getting or this on, on, on PS4, cool. or PS5? <laughs> i'm gonna mm. get it on ps5
1: cj sitting there like ps4 yeah, i like ps4 for me CJ, you have the money and black friday will have the sales you so i have the money it. and there might
2: be a sale may I'll, I'll think about it but worst case not i'll just be the guy that's comparing every ps4 version to every ps5 version because i'll be playing the ps4 version and everyone else will be the five
0: I, i'm really looking forward to getting my hands on this thing people like keep putting out a. Tweets and stuff, they're like, I got an email saying that my PS five might not come on the day it's supposed to. I just keep going onto Walmart's website and checking my uh account. I don't status. care if it doesn't
1: come on the day it comes out. I just wanna no, make sure I, I get want, my I'll fucking plan, thing. Yeah, I
0: just want it within that first <laughs> week, right? I don't want them to be like, Sorry, it's not coming until like December or January. Yeah, I'm sorry PS yes, to... five doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting yeah, until Alex get... gets it, then I'm gonna go over to his house and steal it. That's what I, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, I know
0: exactly where you live, and I can just come <laughs> and get it. And if it's not in my house anymore, I'll know who took it, because you just gave yourself away, you butts. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: I also want to see how it plays before I initially, like, because getting a new console is such a huge investment nowadays. Because really? this is your new box. So, like, I'm definitely going to see how yours plays, how yours I runs mean, video games and movies and I know and stuff. there's
0: going to probably be a better version of the PS5 that comes out. They said they're not going to do that with this generation. They're like, that's why the PS5 is so great and powerful. That's why we went all that. in on it on the first version because we don't want to make a second one. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll believe that when you don't make a second one. But, unfortunately, you're going to make a second one. So Every
1: three or four <laughs> years, they make a second version. And then three years after that, they make the next console.
0: I mean if- – if, you, if you're in a position where you're living like paycheck to paycheck, I understand that that sucks. It's like I'm not in a position like that right now. I'm in a position where I can put money away to have. So you know, if they make a second one, I'll be able to afford that when that comes out. But it's like you just have to be smart about your purchases, really.
1: Yeah, which is why I'm waiting a little bit yeah. to see like, what the initial reactions are. Because if the initial reactions are dog shit, I'm going to wait for them to
0: fix it. Well, like, if I get my PS5 and it sucks, of course I'll be disappointed. But I, I'll still have my PS4. Well, oh, yeah. I wait for the PS5 to get proper updates, and I'll still be able to play the PS5 to whatever extent that is, you know. So. And you
1: probably be able to be in PS5 and play on party chat with PS4,
0: because. Oh, I would imagine. I would. I would yeah. hope so. Because, like, they thinking about it now,
1: when I said it, it sounds like it wouldn't be possible. But at the same time, like, it's the same yeah, network. It
0: should totally be possible. You're on the. I'm going to be signing into my PlayStation account. And it should have party chat functions, and it's all going to be on the same PlayStation network, so it should all work together. I wouldn't see any reason why not. Well, we can find out. I mean, if they really, yeah. did, I mean, it makes sense with PS3 because they didn't have voice chat, right? Mm-hmm. But if you limit it going backwards, that doesn't make any sense. I think I'm pretty Xbox sure that went, didn't uh, let that
1: happen on the one and the other one, but that's because those were vastly different consoles. Xbox One came out like twenty years ago.
0: Xbox
1: 360 came out twenty years ago. Yeah. That's why.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine that's going to have that. It has nothing to do with Cyberpunk, but we love talking about the PS5 because this is a yeah. PlayStation podcast. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but it, it is, trust us. <laughs> well, we, we,
1: m- most of our stuff we cover PlayStation, but we like to expand ourselves into the other venues. You know, well, like venues. the releasing
0: games, I only look I look at only PlayStation games that are coming well, yeah. out. I mean, if they're coming out cross-platform, obviously that's a factor that I can't control, yeah, but I FIFA's look at the things that across. are coming out on the ps4 on the ps5 those are the things i'm looking for i'm not going ooh, what's coming out on the xbox this week what's coming out on the switch this week like what's going on on the ps4 this week that (laughs) cool cool all All right and with that we can finally jump into our topic for this week and we're going to be talking about stories in video games hell yeah (laughs) uh why they exist, you know, why why do people enjoy stories in video games, are they necessary to be in video games, we won't be talking about anything that's a direct retelling of a story originally established in any kind of other media, so Dragon Ball Z Kakarot would be an example of a game we don't want to talk about because it's a retelling of a story that was originally created in a manga and then adapted to an anime, so we already know the story, we don't need to talk about it, but Battlefront 2, they created a story in the Star Wars universe that only exists in this game. So that's a kind of game that we could talk about, you know. Spider-Man PS4 is another game we could talk about because it's a character that they created specifically for the game. And while he may have things that kind of tie a little bit into the comic books, this is, in fact, a story for this character. So uh, with that established, we're going to jump into the first little uh, bullet here. Why do video games have stories? To make them worth a $60 price point. Well, not all, the t- not all the time. Not all the time. There's plenty of yeah. games that don't have stories, you know? It's like... Then they're not worth $60. <laughs> but, but you still buy them. People still buy them, though. That's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, how, I know I don't play Call of Duty, but I know they put out a few games that didn't have uh, story modes. I know. That's why I didn't buy them. And P S. Yeah. We're like people <laughs> were like, oh man, this is super whack that this doesn't have a story about. So I, I guess let's talk about who are the stories in these games for? What kind of people are they for? Because there's plenty of people who love movies and love books, but they look at video games like it's it just doesn't even compare. So it's like I think that, there's that's a... the quota we need to change on most people. There are like like
1: I remember when Last of Us first came out, and they were like, it's one of the best. Stories ever, and the move its better than some of the movies that have come out. And they've said that with a bunch of other video games that have come out recently, where even if you're into comic books or video or video games or movies or TV, you can still absorb the same media content story-wise because it's just good writing.
0: Yeah, I agree yeah. with that.
1: I follow like writers and stuff a lot. So like, if a writer jumps onto a new video game, I'll be like, oh, cool, what game is that? And I'll you know deep dive into that one. So, it's cool to see, like, when book writers jump to TV or movies or movie writers jump onto video games or vice versa. Like, it's cool to see, like, Guillermo del Toro. He's more of a director, but he still does some writing. It was cool to see him jump from, he was going to do PT slash Silent Hills. I don't think he did much on uh, Death Stranding, but he was there. But it's cool to see him, like, jump from movies to video games. I think he wrote a book at some point. Like, it's cool to see different mediums. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: stories are for everybody. Just like, you know, video games, but... It's it's hard to uh, yeah kind of point pinpoint everything because I uh, you know me I watch a movie a day or I'll like binge a TV show I'm very like media heavy with um, yeah content because i like new stories if you're, uh, te- I if about you're telling a, a compelling lot, story i mean it's it.
0: amazing how much new media you're taking in all the time i'm like i think about how many things i've seen and watched <laughs> and played compared to how many things you've seen and watched and played i'm like man this kid just like has seen significantly vast like troves of more content Dude, than I've, I've seen
1: 200 movies alone this year
0: yeah i mean like I it's not even over them. i've i've seen like fucking 30 movies this year and they're movies that i've seen in previous years oh i've seen
1: 200 <laughs> new movies every yeah I've seen well, 200 that's what i'm saying new you know movies.
0: Like, I, I couldn't even i couldn't even compare like the new movies i've seen to the new media of any kind that you've taken in. Yeah. It, it, it astonishes me how much new stuff because well, i think in. it's about actually it, like... kind of commendable I think it's oh, I think you. it's pretty incredible, like the amount <laughs> of crap you take taken. That's well, pretty like,
1: cool. I, I wake up at like nine, eight thirty, nine o'clock, and I was like, oh, n- nothing's going on until like eleven with ninety percent of my friends, or they're at work. So I'll just hop on, watch a movie. It's an hour and a half long, you know. I'll watch a movie, or I'll watch a couple episodes of a TV show, or I'll read a comic. Like I absorb so much story-based media, I feel like I'm a decent critic when it comes to stories, and that's why I'm so like. If, the, if I hear the story is not good on a video game, I probably will not pick it up unless no. it is super cheap. Like, the Squadrons game that just came out, my brother got it. He said it was pretty good. He played through most of the story already.
0: So mm. I'm going to play it. Really? He got it? Wow. Yeah.
1: He said it's pretty good. Um, But, you know, is it going to be that good? Is it going to be worth me sinking 10 hours into the story? Or is it just going to be something where I go, I just want to get this over with. Let's fucking go. Because like I like that's why I play the Call of Duty games because even though the stories aren't like top tier like like Last of Us or Uncharted or Spider-Man stories there are still good stories in the Call of Duty games they have compelling characters like World War One, I, I really liked the story a lot it, it was a good tale of like you know hardships and brotherhood and stuff like a lot of the war games mm-hmm. are but mm-hmm. you know it's just and then you know there are other games like Doom which the story is very minimal but you still absorb some content you know mm-hmm. so it's always fun to hop into that kind of stuff. And I won't show you guys yeah. off too much because we'll get more into it. But, you know, I like me some story-based games. So if you write a story for a video game, I'm probably going to play it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, CJ, what do you think about it?
2: I mean, I think, I think it, like, it's it's hard for me to say, but I think, like, it's in human nature to kind of tell stories. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, like, even, like, look at, like, not going, like, caveman time, they tell story, but, like, you know, people like, like, people like telling stories, and I think that people also like it when they have, like, some, like, characters that, like, they can relate to, or, like, you know, uh, like, a relatable thing, like, you know, like, oh, man, uh, Spider-Man's going through some hard times, I've going through some hard times, too, and I think having, like, as opposed to having gameplay just be, like, a sandbox thing, where, you know, game, games can work like that. But like I think having a story helps amplify the experience and has pe- helps people like like connect with the game a lot more than they would if they were just playing it you know like or if they just watched a movie or if they just read a book.
1: well yeah, I because...
2: hope some kind
0: of get into it more
2: yeah yeah because I especially see... in like stories too like you like you know you play as like you're watching like, the events happen to this character, but you're also playing as this character. So it's this weird, like, limbo of, like, you you are this person, but you're also not, and you're just watching stuff happen to them. And it's it's interesting, like, to see, like, to think about the dynamic of, like, like you know, like, you are this person, and, like, while you're playing the game, you're thinking, oh, that's me. But at the same time, like, you know that that's, like, a specific character, like... Mm-hmm for the most part, like, and it's not you. So
1: mm-hmm. it's, in, it's, I, I find that interesting. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And like, there are, I see further down in one of the bullet points talking about multiplayer games where not all video games and video gamers actually need stories. Like Overwatch, yeah. as much as that story would have been really cool to see unfold in the game rather than like weird cut scenes and like lore dumps, like not all games need a story. That's a competitive shooter. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know, that was actually I know... the
0: next bullet, so we could just go right into it. Yeah,
1: and I know Call and... of Duty. I know Call of Duty is mostly like a competitive shooter game, but when they do have the stories, it's nice. They don't always need them. Black Ops Four. I would have liked the story because the Black Ops series is one of my favorite series of stories in the Call of Duty franchise. But because um, they were going farther and farther into the future, and I love that kind of stuff. But like, I it's not necessarily that it hindered the game for most people. Most people play Call of Duty just for the multiplayer, like Overwatch, um, Team Fortress um hyperscape i think that's one of the new ones the hero shooters like a lot <laughs> yeah. of the hero shooter games you don't need a story mode i just like them because i like to get more expansive like i like i like information i like it when you can tell us who this guy is rather than me reading a paragraph about him i like to see it play out so mm-hmm. like those overwatch cutscenes, i wish they were part of the game rather than just like here's a mini movie about reinhardt and i'm like okay like, well, i, I think
0: i think there's more of um, a case to be made for story modes in um these like character shooters because these are like specified characters in a game like call of duty they just make characters for the story because they want you to like be somewhat attached to these characters in the story for yeah, or they get was. a
1: celebrity right. <laughs> to be one of the yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you get to the multiplayer and then you're just like soldier 69 <laughs> and that's just like the jam right yeah you so, play yourself, but with a gun. <laughs> like in in uh, Apex Legends, they have these fucking quests, or they're not even quests anymore. They were these dumb quests in the last season. Now they're just comic book pages that give you like story bits, and they're That's really cool. New, though. Yeah, it's really cool. But it's one of those games where the characters are just so like kinetic, and they have so many interesting traits and things going on. It's I would love if there was a story mode in that game, and Let's there the is. You know. It's like
1: those characters are so colorful and diverse and they all come from different backgrounds. And the only stuff we get, like even with Apex are small little trailers that show off like their story and like who they are. Rather than having mm-hmm. a game tell us. In Overwatch Two they did say they are gonna do a story. And we know the Apex universe is tied to the Titanfall universe, so I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if we see any of those characters or variations on them pop up in like a new Titanfall. Or if they finally just make an Apex Legends story mode that's even well, like well, that's what just do saying, like five anyway. hour like a four hour campaign, just give us more details.
0: You know, I think that these character games, they are more benefiting from a story. It's like because you're not done with these characters once the story's over, you're literally going into the multiplayer with these characters. Yeah. And it's like then if you play the story, you know things about them, you have. Certain things that you like about characters certain things you dislike about characters because you just know more things about them It's like Mm -hmm. getting these gradual lore drops is cool But having a story mode to really like give one giant lore dump, you know on everybody and something really cool to like play through and work Towards I think that those kinds of things are really exciting in multiplayer games Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what steers me away from Call of Duty. It's like I'm just a guy It's like it doesn't matter who my soldier is if I play the campaign I don't really remember or care about anything the one Call of Duty campaign I played I don't remember any of the characters involved I don't remember anything about it right you know and even Titanfall Titanfall 2 that game was so cool its campaign was really cool and something about it it like stuck with me because it was based on like these two characters it was what your guy the and the robot e- everyone Optimus else was prime just bro kind of, <laughs> yeah everyone else was just kind of like extra right and it had yeah. some interesting things going on but we only got that one story mode in that universe it's like call of duty they just keep coming out all the time sometimes it's characters you've been with before sometimes it's new characters and Mm -hmm. i think these instanced moments where it's like here's a set of characters we're gonna tell a story about them and that's gonna be it right I think those work really well for multiplayer games. But again, these character games, I think they really do benefit from story modes because you want to know more about these people that you're going to be playing hours and hours and hours with. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're Mm -hmm. taking them into multiplayer and it's the same cast from the campaign.
1: Yeah. Which I think Overwatch 2 story mode is actually going to be fucking awesome if they do it right. Even if it's like five hours. It doesn't need to be a long campaign. It could just be like repetitive missions where you play as a set of four people and you just play a game but you fight ai as long as we get cutscenes and like a clear narrative i'm fine with it it doesn't have to be great it, has it just something. has to be a narrative that expands what we already have
0: you know voice acting always helps <laughs> oh yeah and all the
1: characters are voice acted and they all have like big name voice actors attached to them
0: and that's like, my in, big in problem Overwatch, with the least. apex comic pages right now it's like if these were voiced i'd be so much happier but they're not yeah, like they're just audio comic, comic pages i'm like you guys have the voice actors like everyone's at home in quarantine just have them read the comic pages record it and send it in send them a nice paycheck and then you can stick it in as audio and it wouldn't it'll, be it'll surprised bring up the experience
1: so much i wouldn't be surprised if they do that soon
0: yeah the i mean it's the little things that i don't think developers really realize what we really want it's like we love these interactions between your characters so give us more of that stuff yeah So, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Let's Uh, just jump into the next point. Which do you guys think is better, linear stories or the ones where you have control over the events of the game and the outcome of the game? Linear,
1: because I don't have to look up consequences. (laughs) 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 Like when playing Mass Effect or the uh, Tales games, there'll be like this huge moment where it's like, you have to kill one of these two characters. And in my brain, I'm like, I pause the game, I'm like, fuck, what do I do? Who do I save? Who what, what what gives me the best narrative plot that I can go with? Because like in the Walking Dead Telltale Games, for example, you have so many options to kill the survivors, and some of them like if you choose to stick with Kenny, he shows up in like all the games. But if you choose to stick with the other girl who opposes Kenny, she dies at the end of one of the like one of the DLCs. It's like uh-huh. you have to really pick your narrative. Directly. Like in Mass Effect, when you're doing Paragon or um, the other Renegade. one, Renegade, like. There's not really a huge difference in what goes on. Shepard's just kind of like a dick, and people are a dick to him if you pick uh, Renegade, I think it's a bad one. So, yeah. like, that's not really too much, but, like, in Uncharted, there are still consequences, and, like, stakes are, you know, even when you're even in a controlled narrative. Like, when you're linear... You, there's still stakes in it but like when it's it lets like us control everything it's like because <gasps> then i don't want to make the mistake and fuck up my story because i don't want to replay it
0: <laughs>
1: I <feel> you. like <laughs> I about, i'm okay with replaying stories i just don't want to replay the game immediately after i just beat it just to get a better narrative because then i'm like i could have just picked the other choice so like in All telltale right. games i'll legit pause it and look up like even though it's a spoiler i'll look up like what happens when i pick this guy I look for the minimum spoilers, like oh, this guy continues on for a little bit longer and gives you a better narrative, as opposed to picking this guy who dies literally in the next section. So. I get you. Because I want it? the other characters to have choices.
2: Per- personally, I think that like I do enjoy the choice ones, but I enjoy the linear stories like more just because that they are like it's not like they don't have to worry about like what the player chooses and how like. because yeah, they know change, they know the like story that. they want to tell. But I do it does bring up one little talking point that i do want to make of that sometimes like when game developers do do these games where it's like you can choose how the game winds up and i noticed this with telltale games a lot of times with these choices they'll like give you the choice and it will have like temporary like you know like consequences and whatnot but then you end up with like their selected choice anyway so, like, Hunter, you brought up Walking Dead and, like, in the very first episode, like, spoilers for The Walking Dead, in the very first episode, you choose between, like, this guy to save this guy and this girl. And, like, you know, the other person will pro- is going to die and the other person is going to live. But, and, like, you know, slight different things happen where you talk to, like, the girl for two more episodes but or the guy for two more episodes. But then episode three comes along and they die anyway. So it's yeah. like, like, it's... It's not a matter of like you walk down a road and you can go left or go right, and then like leave you lead you to two completely different towns. It's you walk down a road and you can go left and go right, and they both lead you back to the same exact road that leads the, to the well, town. Yeah, trying to the get problem to problem
1: with the consequences like, in Telltale games, like in open world games like Mad Max or any Assassin's Creed game, it's a linear story but with open options to start a mission that's a side quest or to do. You know, not the main quest for, like, six hours and go do collectibles like Spider-Man. Like, what I used mm-hmm. to do when they showed up, i just go get them all. But, like, in the Telltale games, I remember in chapter two, uh, see, uh season two, where uh, Clementine is, like, ten or something. There's this one character whose brother is with the one character who survives until, like, the last second. I think there's, like, Nick. I think they're, like, Nick and Dick or something like that. And I always chose to side mm-hmm. with the troubled brother over the bitch who was being an asshole. Not the other brother. The other brother was cool. Like, and then you find out that even, no matter who you save, the girl or the guy, the guy dies in a bad way and the girl dies in a bad way. So it doesn't matter who you're connecting with, characters die. Mm, And I understand the brutality of, like, the Telltale stuff and especially the Walking Dead universe. But, like, there's no way around it. Like, in season three, they shoot a character in the face right at the end of episode one. And you're like, oh, I just spent all my time with that character. Now they're gone because I made a wrong choice? What the fuck is this? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But that,
2: but that's, like, the point of that, like, they, that, like, line. they give you the, <laughs> like, sometimes they give you the illusion of choice in your story to where, like, you know, you're like, I really like this character over that character, I'm gonna save this one. But then, like, you know, the other character dies, you go for, like, a little bit long with that character, and you still end up at the point where it would have been if you didn't make that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, so it completely nulls out any, like, decision that you made in that, in that instance which is why i like the linear stuff more because at least there i can't like it's not like i could take it it could be taken out of my control to where like you know if this character dies in a linear story i'm like oh okay well that's all right but if there's a chance that i can save them in the choice one i'm going to be like oh yeah i'm going to do it just for them to die later on anyway it's kind of like a
0: gut punch Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with both of you guys. Uh, I'm a much bigger fan of the linear stories because. I like it when the story just knows where it's going to go, where and what, exactly what it wants to present to you and what it's going to do with itself. Yeah, because the do developers know are... what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I do, and don't do get me wrong, I do enjoy my fallouts. I do enjoy my Mass Effect, you know, my Elder Scrolls games where it's very much up to you, you the events. The and, yeah, the things that you do and whatever it is. But, you know, th- those games, they have their place and they're fun just to go and dick around in. But as far as a story goes, I'm much more... I much more enjoy the games that they're like, we're starting here. These are the events and this is how it plays out. And this is where we're going to end. I I really appreciate it when developers can come up with a story that's concise and it works in their narrative and everything is just good because sometimes you play a game and it's like, you just do so many conflicting actions because they just give you so much choice. And it's like, yeah, this character is really yours, but is it like, representative of what an actual real kind of character would be no not at all because one second you could be beating the old lady to death in her house in the middle of the night with a stick right and then the next minute you could be like helping all the orphans raise money to at their bake sale it's like it's like it's a very conflicting kind of things that go on and i i like a lot how you said it cj you don't like it how the events can be also you think you're doing a lot of things, right? And it's all going the way that you want it to go. And then you hit a point where the game is like, all right, you've done all those things you want to do now. We kind of have to come back to the game a little bit and we're going to do what we want you to do now. And you're like, but what about all these other cool things that look like choices and options? And they're like, yeah, forget about that stuff right now. It's not choices or options. These are scripted events. Now you're going to we'll go back to the choices and options after we do some scripted stuff. It's like "Eh," it kind of takes it away. It's like you kind of have to give me a choice in every single instance. And it's like not just one or two choices. It's like, I need multiple mm-hmm. options if you're going to make it that kind of game. And they all have to have impact of some kind. And some games, they just don't nail that. I think Mass Effect 3 was a great example. It's like you play through the first two games and you build up all these choices and everything. And then you get to the end of the third game, which is also full of choices and has a really good story. And you get to the end and they're like, one, two, or three. It's like, one, two, or three, what? It's like, those are your choices. And this is how the whole game ends, and you'll get the same scene as everybody else, and it'll all be the same based on your one, two, or three. It's like, uh, what? (laughs) It's like they don't... I don't think we're there yet where developers can figure out, okay, everything you do will affect the entire end of the game. Well, I think
1: Cyberpunk 2077 is going to try to pull that off because they have different factions you can join and different characters you can trust and that might play out. So I think an action RPG similar to The Witcher might be
0: able to do it. I I wanted to talk about that game because I think that game has the potential to be the best version of this kind of story that we're all uh, in favor of the linear, obviously. Uh I think this game has the potential to be the best version of that non-linear story because of how much detail and stuff that they put or it'll be in. linear I mean,
1: but with liberties
0: I'm, I'm sure you guys have watched the trailers at some point this game seems anything but linear it looks like you can yeah. go in a lot of different directions because oh, yeah, you can start lot. outside the city it's like and then once you get into the city it's like you can kind of find your way into those other two roles that you would start in, right? It's like you're a nomad. Yeah. You get into the city. It's like, where do you go from there? You just go down your straight and narrow path. You could get into the streets and become like a gang member probably or something. Or maybe you can try and work your way into the higher-up section. You know, it's like I think I want to try to be day, a hired hitman. So be a fun. I'm going to do, <laughs> do the nomad playthrough first. I, I think everyone's start doing nomads. The <laughs> Everyone yeah, and just, I think everyone just wants to meet Alana Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: that's, exactly that's absolutely it. Well, no, also, I, I the wanted, Nomad I like the one seems like the most interesting because you're an outsider going into the world, and I always like those kind of stories. Yeah. The underdog.
0: I wanted to do the Nomad before I saw that Alana was going to be in that one, and then when she was like, I'm going to be in it, I was like, yo, that's so cool. I get to see one of my favorite YouTubers now inside <laughs> of the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah let's go. So, yeah, no, and, and I know, like, Keanu Reeves is also going to be in it, and they got a couple big other, like, a yeah. couple other big dudes in there, too, as well. Like, I think Jesse Cox is one of the leaders of the other, um, tribes. He's the yeah. one that walks yeah. around with no pants on, I think.
0: I'm definitely very excited yeah. to get my hands on that game, because I never played The Witcher, and I, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I have no plans of ever going and playing The Witcher. The Witcher I'm is something gonna... tough
1: no, to, like, get into, because, like, I never played the original Witcher game, because it was on PC only. So I played the second one because I borrowed it from, I think, DaVita. And I liked it a lot. I remember CJ played it for, like, an hour and he was, like, not a fan. And then I played yeah. Witcher 3 only for, like, a couple hours. I still haven't finished yet because I suck. But um, I liked it. I, but I also like that kind of world, like the high fantasy, like, mythic kind of, like, Dragon Age stuff. Like, I like that kind of stuff. You guys aren't as big into that kind of stuff oh. as I am, at least. Hey, man, I, know, I love but...
0: I love high fantasy don't even come out here saying that no shit. i mean I'm, like i the love witcher, stone I, castles. <laughs> I love dragons i love mythical creatures i'm all about that shit i just there's something about the witcher and i think it's the 100 plus hours game time if you want to like play through the game and all of its DLCs. Motherfucker, you threw 300 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What do you mean? Yeah, but that's a game <laughs> that I wanted to play, though. You know, It's not a game yeah. that everyone says, oh, you should try this. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was a game that it's like, I like the Assassin's Creed games, and I genuinely want to play this, and I like the character that I'm playing with. Oh, yeah, you know, The it's Witcher, so it's cool. like, I may like Geralt, but I'm at a point right now where I'm not really playing games like that anymore. You know, I'm not sitting down and playing games for six hour stints anymore. It's just not like that. The Witcher came
1: out in a bad time where I was just getting out of the whole, let's play games for eight hours by myself kind of scenarios. Like when Witcher came out, it was like 2015, I think. And that was like, Right around the Overwatch, Call of Duty, like, fortnite kind of phases of my gameplay where I was like, I'm just going to play online games with my boys for six hours because I can talk to other people and not have to focus on something. Which is another thing, like, I don't play story games when, I, unless it's something I do not care about or it's multiplayer specific like World War Z. Where the story doesn't, like, you know, I'd rather sit my by myself and play through Avengers than talk to people who are yelling over the audio. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that shit. I'd rather just play it by myself.
0: Yeah, so, like, I'm playing, that like, kind of
1: era is bygone for me. Like, I don't want to sit down for 100 hours or even four hours and then beat that game in six years. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I'm playing for, like, two to three hours on weeknights. And then on the weekends, it's, like, maybe four to five hours on Saturday yeah, like Monday. I'll play
1: video games by myself for a couple hours and then like I'll text one of you guys like you want to play something or I'll text Courtney I'm like hey do you want to play like Dead by Daylight or Fortnite or something just to get my mind off of like a story based game just to do some mindless fun like it distracts and the, and me and
0: there's so it. much stuff coming out it's like you think and about how much of much a time sink some of these games are the witchers out here like yo, it's going to be at least a 100 hours to play like all of the game and it's DLC content yeah. and I'm like man that's going to take me so long to play and they by the did time say Cyberpunk that, is going to have a normal size story mode. They said Cyberpunk is going to have like a 35-hour story or something. That's doable. Cyberpunk's one of those things that I'm ready to sink time into, though, because it's brand new also. It's Mm -hmm. something that nobody really has played. Nobody is really talking about yet. And also The Witcher 3, it's the third game in the series. It's like, if I actually wanted to know about this character in the world, I would have to play the other two games first. You know, Cyberpunk is something new that I can kind of get into. Yeah. Yeah. So... I want to talk about next uh, the perception of game stories and have video game stories actually gotten better as time has gone on or the general perception of the stories changed with the shift in graphics and gameplay to make people think stories have gotten better. And I think Final Fantasy 7 versus Final Fantasy 7 Remake is a great uh, comparison of these two things. Obviously, 7 Remake isn't the whole Final Fantasy 7, but they managed to take the entire beginning of fi- the original Final Fantasy VII and flush it out. And for me anyway, turn these characters into characters I actually like and care about before they've even gotten to really start their adventure yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So I personally think... someone when the Aaron stories... dies, you're
1: actually going to cry.
0: Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> know if the stories have necessarily gotten better per se, but I think the delivery of the stories has definitely gotten better. Because Final Fantasy IX... You know, this is one of my favorite games. Final Fantasy IV is one of my favorite games too. They have some of my favorite stories, and they're old games. They don't really look fantastic, but I still love them. I still think mm-hmm. that they have really good stories, and they're really cool. Yeah, I think you know, there's a game, lot of old games that are cool.
1: Yeah, I do think stories have gotten better, but I know there are stories from back in the day that are fantastic. Like Psychonauts came out in what, like 2006, maybe, and that story, mm-hmm. if you play it today, is still awesome. It still holds up. It's still funny. Like, and you can play games so like the Sly Cooper games. All the stories are great. Ratchet and Clank, most of the mm-hmm. stories are great on that one. Not just the new games. like A lot of the mm-hmm. older games do have really, really great stories. But I think the way people are thinking about narrative stories nowadays is getting a lot better. Like If you look at Uncharted 1 and you compare it to Uncharted 4, the narrative, mm-hmm. even if the story content is not as good, the narrative yeah. direction is way better in
0: 4. It's more I think the writers There's are getting more much more creative. Yeah, the more opportunity yeah. they have to make these projects.
1: Yeah, with also with the expanded like uh, systems they can use, not just like graphical systems, but like back in PS2 days, you didn't have certain, you had certain restrictions on what you could do in a story because you didn't have the right camera angles or the right technology that you could use in the stories. Now these games are legit just fucking movies. So mm-hmm. yeah. And some of them are better than movies that came out all that, that have come out later. Like I, that's I, true. I would much rather watch the Uncharted cutscenes over like some movies that came out last year.
0: Dude, those cutscene videos that people make and put on YouTube, like that's a great way to take in the story for a lot of games like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about it, but I've talked to Ryan a few times because he's not really big into buying games, but he wants to, like, check them out sometimes, so he Mm -hmm. watches them on YouTube, and he's like, oh, yeah, I watched the cutscenes. He's like, I didn't play, like, Spider-Man. He didn't play Spider-Man. He's not a huge Spider-Man fan. I'm like, I think it's a game he'd really like because it's just fun as shit to play. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I watched some of the cutscenes on that. That game looks really good. I'm like, so it's a thing that people are doing. They're checking out the cutscenes yeah, to, to kind of get an idea I, of what's like, happening.
1: On games you know? I couldn't buy yeah. or on games that I, I couldn't play on my console, on I'd go back and be like, just watch the cutscenes. It's like an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, I watch, watch
0: cutscenes cut on old games I don't have anymore. You know, it's like just check them out. See mm-hmm. how they aged, See old, cool stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely think the stories are getting better. CJ, I'd love to hear uh, your perspective on this.
2: I mean, yeah, I, I do think that they're getting better. I mean... Like, I mean, because back in the day, like, nobody really, like... I mean, story was, like, important because, like, you know, you couldn't just have the character running around doing stuff just for the sake of doing it. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, like, back in the day with, like, say, like, 3D platformers or stuff like that, it would always just be like, oh, man, bad guy is bad. Go collect the things to, like, go beat a bad guy. (laughs) But, like, I think that it's definitely, like, gotten to a point now where... Like people can think about the story of a game long before they even think about the gameplay for it, or like, or vice versa, where like they create the game, they figure out what they want to make the game, and then like go completely ham on the story. But I do think that they they've definitely like improved as time has gone as gone on.
0: Okay, so we're all pretty much in agreement that the stories are getting better. That there are good stories that came out. Yeah. Yeah. as the medium is expanding the stories. I think it's also because of the expansion of technology, because they can do more, they're just like, we might as well do more, you know? The teams are getting more ambitious. They're like, we might as well, if we have the ability to make more, we'll just make more. So I I think it's pretty cool. All right, uh, we're going to get into the more uh, personal side of it now. We're going to talk about our top three video game stories and why we like them so much. I guess we can just kind of start in our. Um, we'll start, uh, Hunter, we'll start with you. Let's just and talk about Red Dead Two because it's
1: on all of our lists. All right, let's <laughs> spoilers. Red- let's talk out. about Red let's Dead out Two. Out <laughs> so
0: Red Dead Two and the first one is also tied into this because you have to have played the first one to even want to play the second one. Quite honestly. Yeah, but the story,
1: uh, we're talking about the story though. The story is appreciated. Yeah, the, so.
0: the story. The story <laughs> in two is much better because it's it's just much more expansive, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. But, Uh, it's one of my favorite video game stories. I think it might be the best video game story that came out just because of how much content they packed into it for me anyway. It's like, I know a lot of people, they didn't really appreciate the way that, uh, if you played as a bad Arthur, the game kind of just went on its way anyway, but this is what we talked about before. It is a more uh, linearly narrative game, Mm -hmm. even though they give you so many options and choices to kind of be a wacko Jack. Uh, It is still a very much narrative game that is driven in a linear fashion. And really, the only thing that you have an impact on is the way that Arthur's ending happens, which ultimately leads into the first game anyway and doesn't affect John very much at all. So no, uh, I really really send
1: off If you're not a dick, because Arthur at his core, even if you choose to play a dick bag, the story mode pushes Arthur to not be a dick bag. Arthur yeah, is really- like a genuine character who has emotions and feelings, and sees what he's doing is wrong. But he is loyal, and that's mm-hmm. what I really like about the story. No matter what you do, your character is a is a good guy. Even if you are robbing and killing people, your character is loyal. He sticks to his guns, and he knows what morals are. And you can see that later on, even before he gets diagnosed with not too heavy, too into spoilers, but. You know, before he gets we might diagnosed as well just with...
0: go for it. Game's yeah, done. I mean, we we're gonna go. We might. We're gonna go in. We're gonna go in. We're talking about game stories. Yeah. You, so, if you guys don't want to hear about it, you should leave now. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. watching.
1: After, <laughs> thanks. After uh, he gets diagnosed with what tuberculosis, I think. Yes. He, um, yes. He he like, in your brain, you're like, oh, now he's gonna switch to being a better person. But if you look back, he's always been a better person. <laughs> he's yeah. Been, he's the besides John, even though John is a little bit of a dickhead in this one because he's a little bit younger. John is like, uh, Arthur is the best person in that group. Hosea is nice. Um Charlie is a really good character as well. Like they're all genuinely decent people oh, except for like yeah. The, uh, Charles, yeah, my bad. Um the Indian guy. Um but I didn't like just how if you do choose to be a dickhead cuz I I made Arthur a good guy. But if you did choose to be a dickhead, Arthur would still be a good guy. Because it does give you like, oh, you can be an outlaw or you can be a hero. The outlaw stuff just applies to the overworld. Like the cops will see you and be like, I'll oh, fuck this guy. Or you'll get attacked more by random people. But I really did like the choices you get to make when you were um, like running around and that kind of stuff. And it was just cool to see Arthur, like I said, not be a total douche the whole game. Because in Red Dead Redemption 1, John is a little bit of a prick. But that's because he's a he's a man who was scorned and he's out for revenge, so like I get that. But at the same time, like John comes off even in both games as more of a dick than Arthur was, even if John is a good guy.
0: I have to say, um, I think Rockstar they had a really big uphill battle, uh, trying to convince everybody to play this new character. It's like because we heard it was going to be about John's gang right before his time uh, with his family on the ranch, obviously. Yeah, so we we're like, young John. And- Yeah, a lot of us were expecting to play as a young John and kind of get more of an idea into what his story was. And the game still did a very good job of that. But then they're like, we're 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 going to have to play. Yeah, they're like, we're going to have you play as someone else, though. You're not going to be playing John. And they managed by the end of that game to make me want to play Arthur so much more than I ever wanted to play as John. I really oh, yeah. no, love you know. his character. <laughs> there were so many moments. Like, I still love John, right? Obviously, he's still a great character, but mm-hmm. Arthur was just so endearing. There was just so many little moments, you know, little characters. He character had way moments. more
1: charm he, than he, than John does. John has yeah, no charm. Arthur Morgan's yeah, like a so sweet-talking, much. fucking, like, sexy cowboy.
0: You're like, fuck yeah, Arthur, let's go! <laughs> you know, and, they, and they come in at such a cool point in his life, right? It's like he's obviously done some bad shit, and you can tell that he's struggling with the idea of the bad shit that he's done, and you can choose to kind of make him a piece of shit. Again, it doesn't really affect the greater story, but it does affect little moments in the story, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of enough to make you feel like you're making an impact on this guy's life. I think that it's really interesting, the position they took. It's like, all right, now... You're not just a cowboy, right, who's trying to do it for his own sake. He feels that he has to do it because of all the people around him and things and uh, people. people. Yeah, Yeah, he he has people that he feels responsible for. I'm like, this is a concept that we don't really get to see too often. It's like John, he cared about them because they were his family, right? And Arthur, why did he care about these people? Because he felt like he needed to do something right for once. Like he needed to do something for these other people, not just for himself. I thought that was a really interesting character trait, and I really just appreciated Arthur as a whole. He really brought together the whole game for me. Yeah. CJ,
1: you got any thoughts? Yeah, I I do. I, um... But I'm not going to tell
2: you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I... I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. But, um yeah i i mean i love arthur like like you were saying like but when i went into that game i was expecting to be like oh okay arthur's all right but i like still like john more and by the end i was like i fucking love arthur i want and but and just give me more more of him and i think and i i think a lot of my love for the story and of this game really comes from the characters and cr- like that like you know everybody in the camp like has their own unique personality and doesn't feel like you know, there's anybody that's really copying off one another. Like, you know, you got Hosea, who's like the right hand man of Dutch, the charismatic leader. You got, you got Sean, who's just like, you know, the cocky kid that just joined up, along with Lenny, and you got like, you know, Mrs. Grimshaw, who's like the the camp mother and whatever. And like all these characters are like really. And then you got the like, goddamn ha- old Driscolls. Yeah, goddamn old Driscolls. But and. Leviticus Cornwall. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Calm, he came in and he took a boss.
2: We need to get Bronte. And we need Gotta to get
0: Angelo Bronte.
2: But, but yeah, I mean, like, a lot of my love for the story comes from these characters, and especially Arthur, because, like, you know, that game starts out with him being, like, you know, you know, like a, a normal, like, thug pretty much like you know he goes and like collects yeah, money from people him. he goes and collects money from people who he knows isn't going to be able to pay it back and like you know does all this stuff to help out the gang because in the end he's helping out the gang and once he gets diagnosed he kind of like does this flip where he really like he feels like that like you know he's seen all he's realized all this bad stuff that he's done and he's trying to like do like pay up for it before he dies yeah, and a that's a and it's really interesting a
1: quest. there's a, a side quest with uh the, the, the bank the, like the German banker dude where at the beginning of the game you said you go collect debts from people but by the end of the game you kick that motherfucker out of your camp because he's a piece of shit like yeah. Arthur goes you're you're giving money to people who obviously can't afford to pay you back, and then you're sending the muscle to go get the money from these people. Yes, some of the people who, you know, you take the money from, or take the money from the, the doctor guy are assholes, and they fight you for it, but there are some people It's like, a woman and her child, and Arthur's like, I'll just pay for your shit, sorry. Like, it, it, it's cool to see that Arthur... Even it, it, without the diagnosis husband,
0: would have changed he had the mind. tuberculosis. Well, yeah, was, I was like, gonna... He working his ass off in the field to make the money to pay back the debt. And he's yeah. the reason that Arthur ended up getting sick because he was, like, beating the shit out of this guy. And yeah, I was gonna to say that that's, like...
2: That's what happens
0: is that, like, in the end, like, you know,
2: the bad shit that he did ends up coming to bite him in the ass because if he didn't go to collect the money from this guy that obviously couldn't pay it back, he wouldn't have gotten tuberculosis and wouldn't be dying in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's... So... And seeing his transformation of, like, now I'm just going to try and do whatever I can to help the people I care about before I end up, like, biting it. Which is why he, like, immediately goes in on John and is like, hey, yeah, you uh, you, you gotta go.
0: He's like, like John, you take gotta...
1: your fucking kids and get the fuck out of my face right now. You need yeah, to leave. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: like, you don't want to end up like any of these people. Yeah, he's he like, you're my
1: younger go. brother. I love you. You need to leave. You do not want to end up where I am. I have no family because of what I did, because of what happened. You need to mm-hmm. take them while you can and leave, and then we know what happens in Red Dead Redemption One.
2: Ugh. Yeah, oh, but and, he, and, and just touching on it quickly, like even Dutch, like you know, Dutch went from Dutch Van like, Van the, Van. like you know, like I said, the really charismatic, like relatively okay, like
1: leader of the group. Oh, I to, like Dutch at the beginning, and then yeah, right after you Dutch get back beginning. from fucking like Angelo Bronte bullshit, Dutch is. Fucking dog shit. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, like at there, there's one point where I don't know if that's like, if it's like fact or not, but I, but there's one, I remember there was one mission where there's like a train crash and like Dutch like gets his head hurt or something like that. And like after that, he falls off the train. Yeah, it's, it's the
0: the town car in San Denis, they like break the brakes get like stuck or something and they can't stop the thing. So it just keeps going and it like crashes into another train car. And that's what it is. The town car.
2: Yeah, and I feel like from, like, I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's true or not, but I feel like maybe he had, like, some, like, you know, brain damage there or something like that.
1: No, and uh, from- the whole Dutch thing was, uh, he, he, was so, he was so scorned by what kept happening to him and his bad luck that he just snapped. He was like, I, I mean- need to do whatever it takes to save my fucking people. All my people keep dying. We need to fucking do that. that that's just the whole narrative of, like, the, the one who tries too hard.
0: Well, a lot of people thought he also got concussed because he was the only one who mashed his head up when that crash did happen he was like exactly. oh my head
2: when he starts doing all the stuff like he kills bronte and then like you know they get stuck on the island and he kills that lady that helps them and then after that he's like let's go fight the army with like, this group that's obviously just wants to die, and it's like... Let's like, go find Leviticus Americans Cornwall. fight
1: the army. It's like, what a yeah. good idea. Oh, what's, <laughs> that, what's that guy's name who's, like, an asshole? Micah. Micah goddamn yeah. fucking Bell. <laughs> <Michael> Bell. <laughs> yeah. God Micah Bell. Micah can drown in a million fucking piles of dicks. Micah
0: yeah, sucks. That, that had to be my, like, most disappointing thing, was that you didn't get to kill Micah as Arthur. I th- I feel like there should have been a moment, right, where, like, maybe uh, a maybe little... G- maybe little Jack is like sitting there and you have like a gun to Micah's face. And Abigail's like, you better not shoot that man in front of my boy. And it's like, this is your opportunity to kill Micah. It's like, but you're also going to scar Jack for like ever. because he's going to see that. It's like, I would do it. I would, I would be like, and then he'd be like, I'm sorry, boy. He's too dangerous to be left alive. And then he shoots. <laughs> it's yeah. true,
1: dude. Micah's fucking dog shit. Even yeah. the first introduction to Micah, I was like, I don't like this guy. It was like, something's going on. He's definitely doing some underhanded bullshit. And Dutch likes him too much, even though he's like, he, Micah, uh, for what we gather, isn't from the original group. He's like a splinter. That, no, he only um, like, like about
2: like, six months before like, the events of the game start. Yeah. So like, he hasn't been there
0: long at
1: all. Mm-hmm. And he's a kind of like a yeah, pimp. That's,
0: that's where Arthur's coming from. He's like, Why are you listening to Micah so much? He's like, I've literally been with you for like years and years. He's like, And this guy just shows up and he's filling your mind with all these crazy ideas and you're just going on board with him. Ooh, and exactly. that's what it really is Micah is, is like, his, Micah, he's like that. Son. Like... Yeah, Micah's like that side of Dutch, though, that I think Dutch tried to hide from everybody else and Micah yeah. just really brought it out in him a lot. Cause yeah. He, we could se- tell Dutch was really all about the money. It's like, as much as he said he was all about his community and his family and everybody, it's like, he only really cared about the money and things not changing for him. He just didn't want things to change. That was yeah. Only-
2: Which, and, and it's just, it's sad to see Arthur, like, who had, like, nothing but loyalty for Dutch, like, give everything he had to him and in the end still get like, screwed
0: over by Dutch. I mean, he, he says it to him. He says as much when he's yeah. dying. Uh, if you have the good ending, anyway. He goes, I gave you everything you know, I had, Dutch. Yeah. He's like, I gave you everything I had. And, and Dutch, like, he, doesn't oh God, <laughs> he, doesn't, he, he doesn't even have words. He doesn't even have words. He just, like, is in shock. And he just walks away. He's like, I can't even believe this is happening. But there's
2: the one line at the end that, like, gets me. It gets me every time that I watch that ending. Because I've watched that ending a couple of times now. Just, like, <laughs> looking it up. And
0: it's, very, it's very sad ending, but it's so, so sad. And I cried like, and, baby. like yeah. <laughs> and that, that a baby. Yeah. That killed
2: me. And there's a point where Mike is like, oh, you know, we won. And then, like, Arthur's, like, he's like, we made it. And then Arthur's like, John made it. And he's like, the rest of us didn't. And then, like, he's sitting there, and, you know, like, you know he's dying. And he's like, you know, but I tried. And it's like, that's, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking tearing up, like, as I'm talking about it. And it's like, yeah. it's just so... It's, it's a very upsetting just, moment. Like just be just be like i tried and it's like oh
0: it's just so good yeah it's heart-wrenching that that yes. game really did like a lot for me i really appreciated that story
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah all, all right. right let's
1: move on before we start crying together <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> move on to spider-man because me and alex have that on our list
0: yes spider-man alex.
1: and i know cj i know you like the game a lot it may not be one of your favorites but i know you like it so we can all talk about some spider-man all oh, going. Spider-Man yeah Spider-Man so that game by itself even though it is like uh, based off other media they were able to spin it off into something that was not entirely its own with all their narrative decisions they made with Otto and with the side characters and with Aunt May especially at the end like it was Yo. cool to see how they were able to weave all the Spider-Man mythos into one game like we got some Uncle Ben mentions we got some Harry Osborn stuff we got um oh god uh we got- miles.
0: Oh. hmm We got that Venom tease too. Yeah, which is gonna be it, hairy
1: apparently.
0: It's like they're do it's like they're doing the fucking um movie teases. They're like, We know that we can't just not give you more. It's like yeah. there are plenty of games, they're like, We're ending, and that's it, and we're perfectly fine with where we ended, and you maybe we'll do another one. But this game straight out was like Look at this. You see this? You see yes. this <laughs> Look at the same disc- more. clip hanging tease? Yeah yeah i really appreciated spider-man as well because it's like i think that game did a lot for uh maybe not even fans people who weren't really big fans of spider-man it's like you can gleam a lot and learn a lot about the character from playing that game it's like and it's it's not even from everything that's explicitly stated in the story mode it's in the backpacks right when you're Kicking up all those collectibles, and you have Yuri Lowenthal talking about like these little events that maybe Peter uh, had done
3: yeah.
0: uh, in the past. He's like, "Oh, this is what gave me this. This is what I did this for. This is what this is for, and this is what this is from." And I think it was really. Uh, I think I just love these games that pick a character and that they we know so, so much so about, deep,
1: and just switch, and they up. go
0: so deep into yeah. it, right? and and they give you their version. I think this game did such a good job of taking Peter Parker, who's a big character that a lot of people know and a lot of people love, and they took a lot of the things that made him who he is, but they put this such a great twist on it. It's just mm. it's just its own flair, it's its own version of it. It's not like uh you're Tom Holland Spider-Man. It's not like you're Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. It's not like your are Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He's his own beast, you know? Mm-hmm. He's he's an entirely different thing altogether and I really love their take on the character and just the world and the the whole story as a whole fucking mishmash of awesomeness. It was so good. So good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was one of the best narratives of like 2018 and it got fucking shafted at the game awards. It won I think nothing and I was like are you kidding me I understand not winning best like narrative because Red Dead came out that year as well and not winning game of the year because I think God of War took that home but I was like Mm -hmm. it's got to win something Spider-Man was fantastic like how are we not giving awards to this game
0: yeah I mean I guess it's really hard to sell a Sony exclusive off like that (laughs) God of War okay (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that, that was God of War, man. That that was like a whole different be- that's an actual video game, like video game. You know, God of War started in video games. Yeah, Spider-Man mm-hmm. didn't start in video games. Yeah. There's plenty of other Spider-Man material out there.
3: So if we're
2: being character. if we're being accurate, God of War actually started like a billion years ago back in like Rome.
0: Well, yeah, but Kratos <laughs> wasn't a Kratos wasn't a character. I know, I'm just fucking with it. <laughs> Kratos wouldn't. Uh, imagine if you like start looking that shit up and Kratos was like a real dude who did all this shit. Yeah. So got his
1: head off or whatever.
0: Yeah, he did everything.
1: <laughs> Ragnarok is coming. Excited for that. That's going to be a good yeah. one. All right, so uh, CJ, let's talk about one of yours to knock one of yours off the list.
2: All right, so I guess I'll talk about Sly 3 real quick slide. then. Sly! No, just... Like, I, w- I wanted to talk about Sly 2 a little bit, just because... No! Like... No! No! Lola! <laughs> Lola! <laughs> Lola!
1: None of what that bullshit, dude. <laughs> she is a siren outside by the house. Hold on. Lola, I will fucking throw you. <laughs> Alright, so
2: while the boy is going to deal with his dog, uh I'll, I'll talk about Sly 3 a little bit. Okay. So, uh... So Slide 2, the the reason why I love Slide 2, it's my it's my favorite out of the series. But the story is mainly just about like the story isn't that deep and you can kind of just like the big draw point for the story for me at least is the fact that these seemingly unconnected gang members like hideouts like in the end are all revealed to have like this secret connection to like this bigger plot to have something like even worse happen like you know in the the first level there's like a nightclub and in the second level you deal with like a spice ring and in the third and like the second to last level you deal with like a guy who's like making a battery from the northern lights and then Yeah, it's It's wild. But then like, but then the end game comes and it's like, oh, yeah, we found out uh, like like and it's it's all these things that the gang members have been doing that are all now finally connected into this one, like evil plot of like this guy is like, oh, yeah, we found out a way to make the clockwork body work where it will, like, hypnotize people. And they're like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? It's like, well, we're charging it with the battery from the Northern Lights, and so that's, like, the, the second-to-last one. Mm-hmm. And we found out that if we feed people spice, they gain, they are really susceptible to these lights, which is from the second level. And then it's like, so we distribute it through this nightclub, which is from the first level, and it's like... And it's like, is this really cool revelation that like all the things that you've been stopping, like even so though you're connected, yeah, even though you've stopped them, they all kind of like warp back together around to be like this master plan of like the big head of the Claw Gang. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I want to talk about with two. But the big reason why I put three on here, I think, is because it has this weird air of finality to the series, and I'm gonna. And I'm gonna shout out to this YouTube channel BMask because they did a video that was about Sly Three that I that I ended up watching where I where I I loved it and I'm I'm quoting a lot of the stuff from that video just so that way it uh and I'm just putting it out there before it it seems like I took it for myself yeah man so go like but uh so like Sly Three does it does this thing where like a lot of the story that happens in the levels are more focused on the characters themselves as opposed to like the villains, like you know, you're not going up against a gang, like it's all like random that you're fighting. Like in the first episode, it's like an, uh, a mobster that's also an opera singer, and then the second one, it's just minors, and like none of them really have any kind of connectivity. And you know, you're getting up this big team to go raid the Cooper Vault, which is a vault where all the Coopers have stolen all of their treasure and stuff. And stuff, so you need like a team to get past this guy, Dr. M. And at the end of the game, Dr. M. Reveals that he actually worked with Sly's dad and was like the brainy part of the group, and he's and he was re- and he's like really mad at the Coopers because not only was he like second fiddle to Sly to Sly's dad, who never really gave him credit, but also all the loot that they piled up over the years was just put in the Cooper vault for the next Cooper to come get. <laughs> so, so you know he's the main antagonist, and like he tries to address this this point with like Sly and Bentley and about how, like, you know, like, oh, man, Bentley's, like, smarter than you and is, like, a lot better, and, like, you know, Dr. M talks with Bentley, and he's, and Bentley, like, you know, he acknowledges that, like, yeah, he's not, I'm not happy being second fiddle to Sly, but I still had, like, a great life because I got to, because I was second fiddle to Sly, like, you know, like, he, like, he acknowledges the fact that he is, like, still a second fiddle and isn't equals with Sly, and, like, and, like, still is, fine with having like this great life that he did because he got to do so many like amazing things and like have like the best friends of his life because of that so important yeah exactly important to somebody and the insane thing is that like you know bentley's willing to point this out but when sly but when he brings it up with sly he's just like whatever he's like and i'm like you know he's like we're equals and it's like he's not he sly still isn't ready to like admit this fact that like you know he is like his dad where he bentley is second fiddle and
1: well, sly, like all you the know sly like games are supposed to be about brotherhood they're all like yeah, we're friends yeah. and family we're doing this we were orphans who were raised together and you know came across our differences and use them as advantages and then sly does realize like you were saying like he's like oh man technically they are second fiddle even though i'm trying for them so hard not to be
2: yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, he's gotten this huge team up to get into this, essentially, tomb for the Coopers, which is just, like, this huge, like, pile of loot that none of them are ever going to use. And even after, you know, even after Sly goes in, he's not going to, like, take the loot out. And it's like, what it like, you know, what is Sly without, like, his lineage of, like, of, like, you know, raccoon ancestors? And it's like they all, like, just put, they like, piled up their loot and just left it in there for the next one to find. And, like, you gotta think, like, was it worth it? Like, was it worth, like, piling up all this loot, having, like, having stuff, like, Dr. M, like, like, go crazy over it because of him getting screwed over by Sly's dad, and, like, and, like, it's really interesting, like, to think about it like that, you know? That, like, what was, like, what was the point of being this great master thief if all the loot that you've, like, had is just piled up in this like dragon's cave where nobody mm. will ever
0: get to use it
2: and it's and it's really interesting
0: mm. it's pretty cool and yeah, i mean it's a really interesting sounding story yeah
2: and i mean by like by the end of it like sly comes to terms with the fact that like you know he isn't his ancestors and he's sly and like decides to chain things up by like faking amnesia to going out and going and like Living out his life with Carmelita until the fourth game kind of fucked up that ending.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fourth game is good, but we don't like to talk about it.
2: <laughs> we, we, yeah, that's understatement. But anywho, but yeah, that's why I like that story so much because like it, it comes off as like a really like as a simple story, and it could just be that I'm looking that like I'm looking too into it, and the the guy's video I watched was looking way too into it, <laughs> but it was. It really does like intrigue me, and, and like makes it's one of the reasons why I love it so much.
0: Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. I mean, yeah. it sounds like a really cool and thought-provoking game for what's essentially a bunch of anthropomorphic animals, you know, yeah. committing Doing crimes, <laughs> committing robbery. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I, mean, like I said, yeah. could be looking a little bit too into it, but I I like to think
0: that it's a little bit deeper than well, just that's, you know. That's, that's I mean, the whole. I mean, that's why. Thing. That's why yeah. we look into these things, though, though, because we like them a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I'll talk about my favorite story of all time before deeper in because we've already talked about one of my favorite story of all time when we did our Batman Arkham retrospective my favorite mm-hmm. story is uh, Batman Arkham City I think I kind of talked about a lot of the stuff that I really liked about it in our retrospective episode but just to reiterate a tiny bit like the story was just phenomenal based off it's similar to the Spider-Man thing where they took an established character and was able to change a lot of the history but also keep it within the realm of possibility for the character to do and it was such a cool thing to like follow up from such a phenomenal game in Arkham Asylum to just have a, like, just more going on with the side missions and with the characters and with the relationships. So I really like Batman Arkham City a lot. It's probably one of my favorite narrative stories. I'll play that. I feel like every year I'll play like a quick playthrough of it. It's really good. It is a really yeah. good
0: game. Yeah. yeah, it is.
1: So now that we covered that one, uh, Alex or CJ, do you want to wrap it up with your two?
0: I'll I'll do mine first because CJ's is his uh, favorite, and mine's yeah. only my third favorite. So, <laughs> mine uh, is the Uncharted franchise. I, I couldn't pick one in particular. What do you mean I by really... ignoring ludonarrative dissonance? Do you not know what that is? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm
2: pretty I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I.
0: I it's it's the separation in tone between the gameplay and the presented okay, story yeah, that's, that oh, okay. is what I uh, where Nathan Drake is literally going out murdering hundreds of dudes in every single game, but in yeah. all the cutscenes, he's like hey, whatever, I'm, I'm just a happy-go-lucky treasure-hunting guy, you know, cracks a couple jokes here and there and He's really like, loves not murder. not a criminal. Meanwhile, right? you're fucking shooting it? up temples full of dudes. Like, okay, like, gotcha. The, yeah, no one ever really makes a commentary. I think Lazarevich does in the second game. He's like, how many men have you murdered? Just today. And Nate doesn't even comment on it. He's like, oh, the blue guys are gonna kill you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, they
1: they kind of touch upon that in four, but not as much as they yeah, should. Yeah,
0: they, they don't touch upon it enough to yeah. make it, to really warrant it uh, yeah. and that's why it's not my favorite. I think if they actually like made a point of that, where he's like, "Look, it's something I struggle to deal with." But what am I supposed to do? You know, let these guys just shoot at me and not protect the people I care about? It's like yeah. just some kind of making a statement on it or something. But no, he's just out here murdering people. I so, think
1: if we do get another Uncharted game and we do get the uh, his daughter as the main character, I think after she experiences some of that murder, she'll go back and talk to Nathan and be like, "How do you deal with all this? The murder you do just to." Yeah. You know, yeah. for the greater good. And he's like, well, and then he'll like emotionalize and rationalize it. So I think we'll get something from that. But as of right now, five games in, we have not gotten it yet. Oh, six games in, we've not gotten
0: I, it. I, I think <laughs> uh, The Last of Us was a pretty good answer to that whole thing. It's like, this is a world where you have to kill people to stay alive. So it kind of yeah. makes sense, all the people you kill. Yeah, but I, I really like uh, the Uncharted franchise because it takes you through the pretty much major stories of Nathan Drake's life. You know, it's like you get to see uh his now including four you get to see where his origins are you get to see why he kind of acts the way he does and why he is the way he is and where he really comes from and Mm -hmm. i've said this before and i'll say it again with this game i really appreciate games where it's character driven and i don't play these games for as much as the adventure as I do to just enjoy time with Nathan Drake and Sully and Elena I love these characters I don't care Mm -hmm. what they're they're, they could be hanging out in a library like waiting online to check out their books just cracking jokes with each other and then a dude with a gun rolls in and they start fighting him you know it's like I just I enjoy these characters and I enjoyed the game and all the games as a whole I like two and four much better than I like one and three and uh, I really like the dlc obviously for four as well I, I just think everything really works together and the characters really drive these stories more so than anything because i'm not a huge indiana jones fan right it's, like oh, it's the same yeah. exact <laughs> it's the same exact shit it's literally but, the same stuff except uh, indiana I'm, jones
1: is uh, a little more like douchier in a way where he's like yeah i kill people fuck you yeah I like,
0: I like indiana jones right i'll watch all the movies with no like problems maybe the fourth one i'll have a little bit of a problem with but i'll watch all the movies with no problem but i much prefer nathan drake and the adventures he's going on compared to indiana jones and the adventures he's going on yeah. so yeah that, that's my uh uncharted thing and those are my games
1: yeah uh yeah. cj do you all want right, to close this so... out before we hit the honorable mentions
0: yeah, Just a sure. warning,
1: audience. CJ will fight you to uh, tooth and nail about this franchise. Uh, he's not a gatekeeper, but you ta- tell him it's bad, he will eat you alive. Uh, you I, take it away. I want to <laughs> make it
0: known. I want to make it known. I have also played this whole series that CJ is about to talk about, and it is nah. not in my top three favorite game stories because of how yeah. fucking messy it is.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like. Like, the, the, the funny thing I always think about is, like, people are like, oh, it's stupid because it's got, like, di- like you know, like, they, they retcon the story and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, the story's stupid, but the stupidest part is, like, the parts where, like, Woody will walk up to the literal, like, embodiment of darkness and be like, get lost and give me Buzz back.
1: Like, you don't got any friends. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's like, I guess nobody's ever loved you before, and it's like, that's, that's the, the fun stuff.
0: The story. The listeners haven't figured it out yet. It's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I, I, say, I, I Or where probably Mickey should
1: have... wields a fucking sword and fights <laughs> darkness incarnate. You're like, okay. Yeah. Or, or
2: the fact that they did cutscene in a game five years down the line to explain why Mickey doesn't have a shirt in the first game. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking stupid. They yeah, didn't it was. explain
1: it, man. The continuity was wrong. <laughs> but. They're oh, like, shit, yeah. we gotta explain where his overalls like, went. It's, oh,
2: boy,
3: it's boy, one of my favorites. Oh, boy, it's he one. Out.
2: It's one of my favorite stories, mainly because of a nostalgia factor. And trust me, I understand and know that it's stupid, and but like I think, I think part of like I've grown so accustomed to it that like I love how stupid it's get. You've grown
1: accustomed get. to torture.
2: Yeah, like how, like how it'll be like, oh yeah, uh, you know, when uh, somebody. Like loses their heart, they have a heartless, and then it's like, oh yeah. But if the if they're strong hearted, then the body stays behind, and that's a nobody. And it's like, okay, well then the person's dead now, right? It's like, well actually, nope. no. If you defeat the heartless and the nobody, the person just comes
0: back, and it's like, uh, okay, so, or Which or like you know. Any super- sense. Yeah, like Semnos out here telling his whole crew, "We don't have hearts, we can't feel." And Axel's like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense because I have all kinds of feelings. I just don't think I have a heart."
2: Yeah, (laughs) and then like you know, all of them are like, "Well, yeah, we kind of feel stuff." And then he's like, "No, you don't have anything." And then like three game, and then three games later, it's like, "Oh yeah, they grow a heart after they're alive for a while." Like it's just, like it's so it's very stupid. But I, I think, think my
1: biggest problem with the franchise is that you can't play every single game on the same uh, console and have a coherent story. Like, you can play 1, 2, and 3, and it kind of wraps up 90% of, like, what you need to know. But if you don't play 358, Birth by Sleep, or, like, Rechain, it- it's hard to, like, kind of put everything together. And I know that they put most of the games on uh, PS4 with the with the remasters where recode, you can play... Not Recoded. You can play, um...
0: Your the core I mean, turned gonna... into cutscenes, and so did 358. I was yeah, going to say, like,
1: they
2: remastered the, the games that you actually want to play, and then just turned the bad ones into cutscenes. Yeah, then... but, like,
1: it just doesn't, especially before they did that, like, just playing through everything and switching between consoles and gameplay styles, it was like, that for me turned me off. I was like, I am
0: okay to just absorb I mean, this from CD. I was Grants. fine with it because I was uh, playing it as it was coming out. I literally bought, like, my PSP to play Birth by Sleep. I didn't even know it was out. I saw one of my friends. He was like, look, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts on my PSP. I was like, it finally came out. I'm like, I didn't even know this game was like a thing. I didn't know it was getting made. And I went out and bought a PSP. <laughs> well, I, I was like a kid at the time. I went out and I had my mom buy me a PSP like that. There. <laughs> like, I, 90% yeah. of the 90%
2: of the time if a new console came out I'd be like okay that looks interesting I'll wait on it but if I saw a Kingdom Hearts game got announced I'd be like okay I guess I'm buying this yeah I bought my <laughs> 3DS to play uh, Dream Drop Distance yeah I bought my DS to play 358 and recode that's it I bought the my games in the PSP series. yeah I bought my PSP to play Birth by Sleep and I bought my 3DS to play Dream Drop it's like that's the only reasons why I bought those handhelds I got my not. Nintendo
1: consoles to play Pokemon, Pokemon games and I got the PSP because I have FOMO <laughs> I was like, this got some cool stuff on here. I hope I get to play it.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, a lot of my love for the for the story, air quotes, comes from the characters because, like, you know, I grew up with these characters and I grew attached to them. And if, and I think I mentioned it, like, when we talked about Platinum's, that like the first one probably has my favorite story simply because of the fact that it is self-contained. And if you look at it, like. Just as a self-contained story, it's a very—it's a cute little tale about a kid who, like, you know, goes in and, like, has, like, his own little, like, adventure and, like, finds true friends in, uh, Donald the Duck and Goofy the Dog. Garth, Mickey! Yeah. And, like, you know, and, like... like it's,
0: it's Sora,
1: your heartless is here!
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was jarring as shit the first time I played it. I was like, what is happening? I'm like, this, like, anime-looking character is hanging out with Donald and Goofy. I was like like six or seven at the time I'm like I don't know what's going on it's it's crazy too cause like in that like in that first game
2: like Riku like he starts out as like your best friend and then like goes evil for like a while and you're like well why the heck are you being like evil you're just being moody and then he's like and like you know, as you go through go throughout the game, you learn about this guy Ansem who's like, oh, he studied the Heartless and like was a doctor, uh, like a scientist or whatever. And then you find out that he's the one that's possessing like Riku. Like as a kid, I was like, that's the guy that wrote the paper. And I'm like, oh. but I like it when you. But were, yeah, you I, I do love I do love these stories, and I and as much as i know that they are stupid and get retconned like every other game to have something different even to the point now where we're gonna have a uh, rhythm game be canon is uh yeah that's yeah you know, for, for as stupid as it is i love the stupidity rhythm and games i'm gonna, and mobile
1: games are canon
2: <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how important the mobile game is nowadays and that's yeah, the worst I, mean,
0: I, I stopped playing the mobile game very recently uh, so did I and I was like <laughs> I just can't anymore I mean they kept it also didn't make any sense the mobile game like actually playing it because they would, They would just keep releasing medals, like and that's the thing you used to f- do the battles with like every week I'm like I can't tell what's good. I can't tell what I should be saving for I can't tell what I should be spending on I was just pulling for every new medal because they were releasing new stuff every week I'm like one of these has to be good well, yeah, like they here has got to be good. They release a medal whenever they just want to, and it automatically like declasses whatever one came before it. It's... Yeah, like the medal that came the week before. It's like, oh, you just throw that in the trash. Oh, you pulled the banner medal. The Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, and they dropped characters for that. I pulled the Cloud and Sephiroth. I'm like, yes, this is great. And then like the next week, they're like, look at this brand new art drawn by the creator of the game himself that we turned into a medal, and it makes Cloud and Sephiroth useless. I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck is this game, man? I can't play this. It's like, oh man, you could get this Sephiroth that
2: is a cool thing, and you spend 10,000 gems for that, and it's like, guess what? We have a DuckTales crossover coming, and
0: Huey, Dewey, and Louie completely null him out. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's just just the, the mobile game. You better believe we put a second mobile game inside of our first mobile game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, guess what? It's going to be worse than the original one. <laughs> you <laughs> you got go, go, go. Square, just make the mainline titles. Stop making all this crazy bullshit.
1: <laughs> guess what? The rhythm game, you need to log in with your account for the mobile game.
0: <laughs> the rhythm game is canon. What? It's <laughs> like, so, ow. All right. It's Kyrie's Memories. She wasn't there for the Frozen song. Kyrie's could...
1: Memories.
0: <laughs> Riku has been possessed by the darkness, and now he is... Rip-Riku. I am Xehanort. Where's am my money, Nordic- Riku? Goofy. I'm norted Goofy. <laughs> I, last note, I don't know if we've talked about
2: Rip-Liku, or if I've ever talked to you, Alex, about Repliku, the fact that... <laughs> it, in the same universe there is a replica of riku that was dubbed repliku and the fact that he's called repliku is like the the funniest thing in the fucking world
0: yeah fucking repliku that's so stupid <laughs> I'm, I'm like why would you do this it is a replica of riku we shall call him repliku there's there's too many rikus in the third game they're like we have riku himself we have we have a uh, Riku Shout replica, Riku. who is made in the Chain of Memories Game Boy game, that's been yeah. living inside of Riku for an undisclosed period of time.
1: Yeah, and we wow. have,
0: and we have this dark Riku and controlled Riku from Kingdom Hearts One that we're gonna put in here as well because I mean, we I might as well. Riku. There are, there are we, three also Rikus G- we also have Data Riku. Yeah, we have Data Riku. So there's like four Rikus. There's too many Rikus. Yeah. Too many Gokus? Too many Rikus. There's too many Rikus in the Kingdom Hearts.
2: Not yeah.
3: Enough
1: Rikus is what I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Honorable mentions. Let's do rapid fire because we are running late All right. on this show. I,
0: I will do mine very quickly. I picked two franchises The Last of Us Part 1 and 2. I think that the two of those games have really good stories, but I'm no fool. The second game definitely has more problems than it has good things. Uh, the Dishonored oh, franchise, cool. excluding <laughs> Death of the Outsider, because Death of the Outsider was like the blemish on the Dishonored franchise, in my opinion. I think the first game, both of its DLCs and the second game were incredible, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't write these other two.
1: Oh, okay. I wrote down Persona 5, because Persona 5 is probably my top five favorite stories of all time. It is just such a fun, anime-based like, high school sci-fi, not sci-fi, supernatural JoJo-esque story where it's a bunch of people who Jojo. have to go... It's a bunch of people who fight adults because adults are assholes. It's really cool. Definitely check it out. Persona 5 R. I have not played it yet, but I hear it. it's fucking phenomenal. And I put down Hollow Knight
2: because I think that it does great world building without actually, like, straight up telling you the story. Like, it, like you can figure out a very, like cohesive story from just like reading into things and and like learning about the world around you and the characters and it's a really interesting like grim little tale that I enjoy a lot
1: Mm -hmm. very cool alright let's move on to what we've been playing so I'll start off real quick I finished Avengers Mm. it's not as bad as everyone says it is shove it up your ass bitch
0: yeah (laughs) It's actually there really more, good. Were there more enemy types than just the uh, AIM people and robots? No. No. Ooh, that's that's <laughs> a loud silence.
1: That that's a big yeah. oof. That's a big
0: miss. You got in to my fight Modok
1: and then a giant
0: Cree. That was cool. Can we like skip back to the episode where we talked about Avengers and I said I hope there's more enemy types and aside from just AIM stuff and you went There will be. I'm sure there will be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're kind of is, but they're just reskinned like people. Seven
0: episodes ago, <laughs>
1: uh, Taskmaster has people called the Watchdogs, and they're just reskinned uh, aiming aim guys. And then the Creed, they don't explore too much. I think the DLC, uh like the DLC stuff, is gonna have a lot more to do. But uh, the story is really good. It's very compelling. Like you want the characters to fucking reform and win and beat the fucking guy. But you can also like see, uh, MODOK's side of the story and see why, like, he thinks how he thinks, and, it, I don't know, it, people were fucking complaining about it, but it's not that bad.
0: I, I don't know if CJ cares, uh, I'm gonna ask, <laughs> so CJ, feel free to tell him to stop talking about it if you don't wanna know. W- what, happened to Captain America? <laughs> so, I, I, don't care, so, yeah, go ahead. Spoilers for
1: Avengers, everybody, uh, skip ahead, like, maybe five or ten minutes, um, or, <laughs> don't, cause the episode's over. Um, <laughs> so so you find out that uh, Monica has been keeping something secret that involves the regenerator the regenerative inhuman formula that's keeping Modok alive up in a space satellite so you get Iron Man to get his Star Boost armor, which is a really cool white armor, and you shoot yourself into a fucking space satellite, and you find out Captain America didn't actually die, but he fell down to, like, the bottom of the ocean, and then Monica picked him up, put him in space, and started using his blood to make the regenerative formula that wouldn't kill Inhumans, so then the Inhumans could survive, and then they could have their own new wave of people, because Monica's actually evil. She double crosses MODOK. It's a whole fucking situation. Scientist supreme. There Who's Monica? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Monica from Friends. You know what? Sounds good. <laughs> you know It was actually a pretty cool thing. Like we all knew Captain America was alive, but it was cool. Yeah, sure like, it oh look, like, that yes, Cap! And like the reunion between everybody is so touching. Like Tony's like hugging him, and Cap's like, "Tony, are you hugging me?" And he's like, "No, I just uh, uh, I just didn't want you to fall over." And then Cap's like, "Then why are you still hugging me?" He's like, "I missed you, big guy." And I was like, "Oh man, Tony's not a douche." It's <laughs> oh, It's cool. <laughs> Like I think the character relationships were done really well in that, especially with um Iron Man and Hulk. They were like fighting a lot. Whatever. they're like best friends. And then uh, me and CJ yesterday we finished up World War Z, which is like a Left for Dead, a third person Left for Dead style game in the World War Z universe based off the book and the movie. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, nothing to, like, you know, write home about. It's not, like, the best, like, uh, co-op game ever, but, like, it's got a lot of cool mechanics. The fast zombies are really cool. The guns feel like they actually do something to the enemies. Like, when you shoot a zombie, chunks of him will fall off rather than you shoot it in the head and he falls over. Like, it's really cool to see that kind of stuff. And then the, uh, it's not as repetitive as some of the other co-op games, but it gets pretty repetitive at a point. So it's not that bad. So me and CJ yeah. finished up that the other day.
3: Yeah.
0: Very cool.
1: Alex, uh, you've been playing the same game. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've been playing Monster Hunter all week. It's the only game I played this week. <laughs> hey, man, it's just, I, I fell back into the hole. I feel bad because I keep looking at Final Fantasy XII. I'm like, I bought this game. I got like halfway through it, and then I started playing Monster Hunter again. So if anybody wants to play Monster Hunter, I'm just out here playing Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm willing to play. Uh, CJ, what are you playing? Uh, I played Fall Guys. That's
2: uh Fall Guys and Fortnite, that's pretty much it. I mean I grind like Fall Guys the season's ending like I think it's it should be over by the time this episode comes out. It'll but be over, it, yeah. yeah. But it was ending so I was like I'm at level thirty eight, I wanna get to level forty this season just to say that I did for a season and then never do it again. So uh, I did that. And then uh Fortnite yeah, yeah. I've just I think
1: Monday when I get home I'm just gonna be blasting through that.
2: Yeah. Mark. But uh but yeah, Fortnite I've just been playing through two just uh I, I don't know, I'm just really into Fortnite this this time
0: around and yeah, I'm that's playing around they got a cool that. season going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. I've been off of Apex. So, <laughs> it's just a rotation kind of game, you know. Yeah, well once they yeah.
1: introduce cross-platform uh fighting, you and Christina are going to hop on that. Yeah, it's actually them.
0: on Tuesday. Ooh. So, you should da- you should download the game so we can all play together. I am
1: go- probably going to download it. I need to uh, free up a little bit of space on my console, so. I will yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday
0: is the uh, crossplay beta, and usually the way their betas work is if it goes over really well and there's not too many hiccups, they just kind of drop it, like, right away. Oh, cool. So, Good to know. We'll see. Hopefully right. that'll uh, go well and be cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything All right. else
1: you want to talk about, CJ, before we uh, leave? No. Sounds a bueno. Right. Alec, close us out.
0: Oh, I would love to. This has been Pound That Button. Thank you all for listening. You can follow the podcast at Pound That Button on social media using the @s. You can follow Hunter at Scruffy Moose Man. You can follow me at the Big Lebowski with a three after the L on Twitter. You can follow CJ at Mr. Baboon Man on Instagram or Man Baboon on Twitter. Leave a review, a rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Keep pounding that button, and we'll see you guys next week.
1: Peace.